your work week is over. Kick back and get the latest on the Colts and the NFL. This is The Last Word, the off-season home of the Colts, with Jeffrey Gorman and Matt Taylor. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to The Last Word. My name is Jeffrey Gorman. Join week in and week out. Not really, because I'm not here. Haven't been for a long time for a few weeks. But Matt, Matt Taylor, the voice of the Colts, thanks for saving my rear end. How are you, Maytay? Not really. No, it's great to hear your voice, Jeffrey. It's good to have you back, man. Good to have you back in the saddle, at least for this Friday night. How you doing? Absolutely. It's a lot to talk about. I'm going to be a fool today, and I want to say that uh, preliminary here because um, (laughs) (laughs) the way some things work in the NFL, who I work for and Matt Taylor works for, uh, are rules that you must follow, and if you don't follow those rules, you'll get dinged. Your owner will get dinged with fines and whatnot. So my point is this, Maytay. I can't talk about what everybody's talking about in the first part of this show, and it's simply the rumors out there. Started with uh, Adam Schefter. I call them rumors, but are they really? If there is something to happen official, it goes next week when the paperwork is filed. So I simply, and Matt Taylor simply, cannot talk about the latest transaction rumor, quote unquote, with some air quotes, that are out there. But we will. But we will when it officially <laughs> happens. So, In due time. Matt, I got to be transparent and, and blanket this thing. It sounds idiotic. You guys can yell at me on it. You can laugh at me on it, though. But I'm just going to save myself and Ursay some money. We read about it. We heard about it. Yeah. It, yeah, it's it's one of those things. It is what it is. Can't publicly discuss anything before it becomes NFL. official on March the 16th. I'm getting out my lawyer voice here. That's next Wednesday. The start yes. of the new league year. Once that happens, we'll uh, we'll go full bore, just like everybody. We have uh, so much fun left on the show, even though there's not talking about the biggest you know news story that's happened here in quite a while. But let's continue on with it, Mate, because I gotta go. I gotta find this out. The NFL, the offseason, it's here. We've seen what's happening here. People moving places, everything like that. Russ Wilson included. We just had the scouting combine in Indy uh, next week. Like I said, free agency start. Teams are allowed to contact and negotiate with unrestricted. Free Free agents may take on Monday and guys with expiring contracts. And then on Wednesday, that new league year becomes, and that's when the fireworks happen. There's a lot of big time um, transactions and moves that are going on in the NFL, but it's happening Wednesday, Wednesday. We know what happened last while a couple of days ago may take Jack Doyle says, I'm going to hang up the cleats. Mm-hmm. I'm done. What a career. The kid from cathedral, Western Kentucky, the tight end. Before we get into some of our own free agents, let's talk about Jack Doyle for a second. Jack Doyle is one of my favorite Colts of all time because he epitomized class, hard work, dedication. I mean, he's a great teammate. He just did his job and he performed at an incredibly high level. I mean, he's just a great football player that took his job very seriously. He did whatever role was needed for him that particular day and he got better every year in the NFL. I mean, those first couple of years, I mean, he's trying to stay in the league. He was an undrafted guy. He's trying to make the roster He's scratching and clawing. He's playing on special teams. He's playing more and more on the offense. And then he turns into a Pro Bowl player. He outlasts two guys drafted a year in front of him, guys like Kobe Fleener and Dwayne Allen. He answered the bell every year. I mean, he appeared in at least 14 games in eight of his nine seasons. So durability. Yeah, so yeah he didn't miss games. Love no. it. No. I mean, so he's just revered by everybody across multiple eras of Colts football. He had two head coaches, three offensive coordinators, 
11 different quarterbacks in yes, nine seasons, Yes, that's what I was Jeffrey. waiting for. 11. Right? So he just persevered through all of that, and he's top five among tight ends in franchise history when it comes to catches, receiving yards, touchdowns. So I don't think it's hyperbole. I think it's one of the greatest Colts careers of at least the last decade. And we will have Jack Doyle on this show and other shows. You can find out more information at Colts.com in the upcoming uh, in the upcoming weeks to just go over his career, Mate. I'm telling you, uh, only trailing Dallas Clark with receptions from a tight end. He's got 295 in his career. Dallas Clark, by the way, at 427. How ridiculous is that? Yeah. 427. Good yeah. for you, Dallas. But even better for Jack Doyle because – uh, this guy's a cult. This guy's a hometown. He's, this guy's a story that we could see on Lifetime or, you know, ESPN presents something like that. As far as, you know, small town boy playing, you know, like he talked about. I remember he said he was one of the best street football players in Indianapolis for his age growing up because that's all they did. Anytime it didn't matter if there was snow on the ground or it was 90 degrees, they're always playing football. So right. I, you know, that's the kind of guy he is. Jack Doyle shut up and he showed up and that's it, man. He went to a bunch of head coaches, like you said, a bunch of turnover at the quarterback position, but just showed up and gained the respect of the locker room. So Jack Doyle, you deserve a whole show dedicated to you, but we will down the road, bring him on and, uh, you know, get his thoughts on what, what it was like to be a Colton and his career and his trajectory into the NFL. Great story. So, Mate, with that being said, I mean, a great segue into free agency. Are we top? Are we looking at anybody possibly in the tight end position as far as people that are out there floating around? Because there is free agency coming up. There's a lot of money to spend. There's going to be a lot of money to spend on free agents. That doesn't necessarily mean that Chris Ballard will do it, but refilling the position room of the tight end. And I know yeah. we've got a couple of good ones there right now. But, you know, Jack Doyle retiring, it's a huge dagger. It, it is. So I, I think, you know, taking a bigger picture, I think, you know, you, if you talk about position groups that the Colts will be targeting on the open market, I think definitely tight end. I think definitely wide receiver. I think anything dealing with the passing game, pass catchers, um, you know, the wide receiver group outside of Michael Pittman had a hard time making a big impact. I mean, Pittman's the only wide out under contract who's played in more than 30 career games with at least 30 catches. And and Frank Reich said last week of the Combine that he thinks somebody in that young core of receivers can step up next season and be a legitimate part of the offense, like Ashton Doolin or Mike Strawn or Desmond Patman. Um, you know, free agency at the wide receiver group, it's interesting because you've got some interesting names. Allen Robinson, DJ Chark, Amari Cooper might be out there. Plus, two, the draft is once again loaded to wide receiver. At tight end, it's I think it's an even bigger need now that Jack Doyle has retired. Moali Cox is a free agent. I think he's got a decent shot at coming back. You got Kylan Granson. He only had eleven catches last season. If you look at the the tight end group last year, Jeffrey, tight ends for the Colts, just sixty four catches on the season. That was the fewest for that position group for the Colts since twenty thirteen. So the good news is the draft. How about is pretty... in the NFL, Maddie? How about in the NFL? Think about that. If they had 64 from their tight ends, I, I'm curious where that ranks overall in an NFL offense. You know what I mean? It doesn't right. sound like a you know a lot of a lot yeah. of throws to these guys. That yeah, that's that's three guys combining for 64 catches through saying. 17 games. Jeez. So draft is pretty deep, and then you've got free agency. You know, you've got some intriguing names there: uh, Ertz, Uzama from the Bengals, Dalton Schultz, Tyler Conklin. So. Wide receiver, tight end, I think those two positions need some attention this offseason.
Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts. We're cutting the breaks pretty soon, but before we do, and we're bringing back a former Colt, a Super Bowl champion, by the way, we're going to talk to, and the newest member on the Colts coaching staff is coming up in a minute. I'm not even going to say who it is. I'm, I'm just going to leave it at a tease. But, Mate, before we go, free agency next Wednesday, give me something. Even have fun with it, if you would. What's Any bold predictions out there, big names coming to the Colts? <laughs> go ahead. Well, I, have fun. I, I, I talked about the passing game. Um I don't, I don't know if this is bold enough, but I think the Colts will be relatively aggressive in bringing in a free agent uh, pass rusher Ooh. and a left tackle. Um, I think the left tackle speaks for itself because, as we found out this week, Eric Fisher, um, according to reports, is going to test the open market. And you Watch don't have yourself, a- Mate. Here we go again. <laughs> okay, these are just reports. But that, that, wasn't, that wasn't a move. That wasn't a move. Uh, <laughs> right, that, that's, right. just, that's just floating out there. Um, yeah. So, so that's, that's in question. Plus, you don't have a first-round pick to address that position. Um, and then with edge rusher, Chris Ballard said after the season that you know, maybe they needed a guy last season. You know, they relied on a committee approach to get pressures at time. In um, yep. their front four pass rush, again, at times just, just couldn't get it done, especially late in games. Um, so I think the Colts need someone to help bring along in real time uh, and compliment Quiddy Pay and, and Dayo Adangbo, plus Kamoka Ture, Taekwon Lewis, Al Kadim Muhammad. Those guys are all free man. agents. So part of that committee approach that you used last season is not coming back next season or has the potential to not come back. So I think the Colts need a, a a proven veteran that can produce on the field, but also help speed along the development of your long term pieces that you're going to count on in the future. Pay Adengbo, who you drafted last uh, last off season. Absolutely, hey, it's a tough you know tough time of year for a lot of these GMs out there. A lot can happen. Anyway, it's a fun time of year. And next Wednesday is when it all goes down. Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts. I'm Jeffrey Gorman. This is the last word. When we come back, Mate is going to sit down with one of my favorite all time Colts. And it's uh, well, it starts because he went to Michigan and played good football up there. But we're talking about Cato June and Cato, the former Colts linebacker, is here. He's going to discuss joining Gus Bradley's staff and his thoughts on the ceiling for guys like Bobby Okereke. Assistant linebackers coach now, right? Awesome. Yes, yes. Darius Leonard, he is the assistant linebackers coach of your Colts. I love the guy. I love what he brings into a locker room. He's always positive. He's athletic. He's talented. He did it. He wears a ring on his finger so he knows what it takes. I love the hire. Coming back on the last word, Matt Taylor sits down with Cato June right after this. 93.5, 107.5, the fan. Welcome back to The Last Word, the off-season radio home of the Colts with Jeffrey Gorman and Matt Taylor from the Power Home Solar Radio Studio. Welcome back to The Last Word. We're brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Download the app today. Make every moment more. That is the Rolling Stones, I believe. Is that what I just heard? Yeah, a little loving cup. Loving cup for you on a Friday night. That's a deep track, too. I like that you pull that up. People, be ready for this. People talk about JMV and being a great guy who spins (laughs) songs on Saturday night. If you took the time and had the interest, Mate, you would rival JMV on a Saturday night blowout when it comes to, uh, you know, great five-hour radio blocks getting people excited for a Saturday night. Mate knows a thing or two about some songs. I, I can go deep. I can go deep now. What John has going for him is he's got full intelligent knowledge of 80s and 90s, sucker, yeah, uh, which which those are two decades I completely glossed over in terms of music. But 
Uh, if you like 60s and 70s, I got a five-hour radio show for you. There's no question about that. Matt Taylor sits and talks Eric Burden and war <laughs> at 6 o'clock tonight. Coming up on his podcast. It's the animals. <laughs> Matt Taylor's podcast is that. I've know. got the rascals followed by the young rascals. <laughs> yes. and uh, Hey, a special with Paul Revere and the Raiders tonight <laughs> with Matt Taylor. All right, listen, let's get on to Cato June, okay, because the big man's coming in. This is <laughs> a little green onion. Booker T and the MGs for a Saturday night there, Jeffrey, huh? That'll keep you up at night. Only music nerds would remember Duck Dunn, the bass player. He was in the Blues Brothers band. You've seen him. He was in the Booker T and the MGs. Duck Dunn. Gosh, you're pulling out stuff I love, Matty. Good call. Always getting the great hits from Matt Taylor to the voice of the Colts. Listen, download the Colts' official podcast every week featuring latest news, analysis, insight, interviews regarding your Colts. This week, we're loaded up once again, baby, previewing the start of free agency on the podcast. It's right there at Colts.com. More content's going to be released from last week's Scouting Combine Behind the scenes, what's going on there? It's awesome because the Colts have one of the best content teams in the NFL. Check it out right on there at Colts.com. You can get it on the Colts mobile app and the Colts audio network. Anywhere you download your podcast earlier this week, not too long ago, Tay, our guy, voice of the Colts, and J.J. Stankovic from Colts.com sat down with former Colts Super Bowl winning linebacker and Colts assistant linebacker coach, Cato June. He is back. June starts off discussing how the opportunity to join the Colts came about for him, and we got a good one here in Cato June. You know what? I think about it like God's plan, right? So people always ask me, hey, do you want to coach in the NFL? And, you know, initially I say, hey, I would I would definitely, you know, take that opportunity uh, because i never done it, right? So uh, coaching high school, coaching college, um, you know, now having the want to say, hey, I want to mm-hmm. go ahead and take that next step. Did the internship uh, a few times, a couple different places, actually twice here, once in Detroit. Um, and then, you know, it was funny because uh, David Thornton's been here, and I'm always, you know, we always talk back and forth. And, and you know, I set him, shot him a text. I'm like, yeah, man, you guys, are, you know, I saw, you know, Everfoots was leaving. And, you know, just you, you just never know. I'm just shooting him a text. We're just talking about that. And then I see uh, Gus Bradley gets hired. I'm like, oh, snap, man. Gus. <laughs> yeah, so I said, I, sent, I literally sent Gus a message like, uh, you you know, because I didn't know, you know, it was reports that he may and may not. I'm saying, hey, you're gonna look good in Coast Blue, you know, man. I'm 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 ready when you know when when you know I'm ready. That's it was something something like that. Sure. And whatever the pieces came together, however it was, and DT hit me back and said, hey, you might get a call from Frank. I'm like, huh? So <laughs> I'm just like, okay, cool. So now I'm all excited. My wife is excited. You know, had the opportunity to interview and do all that and. You know, here I am, man. It's 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 like I said, it's it's God's plan. It's nothing that that I did individually. Mm-hmm. It's just how you know things were were supposed to be written. Well, because you go back with Gus. He was your linebackers coach in Tampa, right? Absolutely. He was my he was my linebackers coach. Because it was funny because I was texting Allen uh, Williams before he left. I'm like, you know, I didn't know if he was going to get the opportunity to be the coordinator, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. You know, just just you know. Being in Curry, because you just never know. A lot of times in the coaching profession, if, you know, when your coach leaves, your head coach or your coordinator, you just you don't know what's next, and that 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 uncertainty can be, you know, a little unsettling, you know. And sometimes when people reaching out to say that they're there for you, or whatever, you just never know. Mm-hmm. So I mean, mm-hmm. it, that conversation kind of happened, and then Gus Bradley, I'm like, oh wow, you know, just 
And that would be awesome because literally, what, maybe a year ago, two years ago, I was like, hey, man, when I get an opportunity, I would love to work for you, you know. Mm-hmm. And he would, man, that would be awesome. And then kind of here, here we, we are, are now. What, what do you remember about Gus when you guys were together in Tampa, was, you know, 15 years ago? <laughs> and know, right? what excites you about getting to work with him here now? Man, it what excites me the most is that he's probably one of the best people you're going to be around. And his energy and passion for people is unmatched. And he has a, a very, very unique way of teaching and and he does a great job with connecting. Um, so mm-hmm. that that part of me as a player, I just I felt like a rookie again when I went there. And I was like, wow, this is awesome because it was just different. It was a total different, and it gave me a different perspective. Like you don't have to coach just one way. You know, you you can coach in whoever you are, and that's who you are. That's who he is as a person. So I'm like, yo, this is just his authentic self, and you know who he is and how he operates so and he cares about people and this being able to pour into people i i I took a lot from actually playing you know Mm -hmm. for him and now having an opportunity to coach with him i'm just going to be sitting there writing down like okay this is i like that i like that i like that just because you know he he has that ability to connect and he does a great job telling stories and painting a picture so you can can you visualize it so that's helpful in a lot of ways when you're talking about teaching and coaching. Yeah. That's Cato June, former Colts linebacker. He's now the assistant linebackers coach for the Indianapolis Colts. Take me back. When your playing days were over, how did you know you had the coaching bug, or did it happen before your career ended? Well, I always knew I wanted to, to work with kids and, and give back in that capacity. So coaching was a natural transition, um, and I think it was more therapeutic at the time than anything because you know when the lights go off a lot of guys go dark a lot of guys you you know you just don't hear from them and they have a hard time accepting that it, it, you mm-hmm. have a hard time transitioning mm-hmm. you do and and because you think about it like it's almost like a piece of you dies mm-hmm. you know you've done something for your entire life and bam it's over like that so how do you replace that passion that energy that drive that you've used for your entire life you know to to continue you know living and, and that's that's where it was for me. So I went back, and I was the you know the head coach and AD at my high school that I went to, which is once again one of those full circle moments. So it's like this is awesome. I have you know hopefully something to give this group of of kids and the people that I'm around, and hopefully I can impact um, you know some of the young coaches and coaches that that were on my staff. And that's kind of what why that was my why at the time. You know, hey, I just wanna I wanna pour into people. And, and, you know, pouring to these kids, pouring into the community. And hopefully at some point, you know, things will, you know, yeah. figure themselves out. And that, that that was my initial, you know, purpose. I'm interested in, in this because you have played at all three levels, right? High school, college, uh, the NFL with the Colts. You've coached at all three levels now as well. How do you go about talking to guys or coaching guys differently at different levels like what what can you do with a college player that you can't do with an NFL player and vice versa just because of the different levels I mean you're talking about professional athletes and guys that are getting paid millions of dollars that are professionals that have already reached this level in the NFL how how can you talk to them differently to kind of get your point across I think that what I learned most coaching high school football is that everyone needs different things um Everyone is at different levels, and the hardest thing at the high school level is because you have a 
maybe hopefully a couple guys that are really good. You mm-hmm. can be like, man, I can do some things different. And you have some other guys that are awful. You know, they're just not, you know, talented athletically. So you have to find different ways to, to reach all those different people the same. But I, I really feel like this is just my coaching philosophy is that if you start with love, like, and, and when I say love, meaning love your neighbor, love passion, love mm-hmm. energy, like just just you're just giving love and being who you are. Those two things for me is like love and authenticity. Just be who you are and not be somebody. Try to be somebody else. You're not. People automatically will will gravitate to that and they will appreciate that. And kids love it. Like they be like, look, this is who it is. Whoever it is, whoever that person is, you just be who you are. Um, and then you, if you can show love and you can give love because, you know, we're called to do that. So it's like, can I give these people, you know, something, you know, and not expect nothing in return? Mm-hmm. This is this is what it's about. And and it just happens to be through football, you know, and how I'm teaching. And you just find different ways to, to, to reach and talk to people with regards to college and pro guys. The difference is guys in college, it just it's a lot more fundamental base teaching stuff to me like you know you're i always teach to tell my uh, my god they were like well you know you see Derek Lynn do this you see von miller do this yeah they're pros and they have elite athleticism and that's hard to tell them because a lot of those guys are not going to be that elite athlete yeah they have elite traits you know and they can get away with doing certain things and i think that's that's where the difference is and and they appreciate it over time but you know it's <laughs> they, you know, oh, you, yeah you right? tell them, yeah it's a little tough love <laughs> but once again if you if you leave with love then then i don't think you can ever be wrong so you you talking about elite traits you're going to coach a guy who's got some elite traits in Darius Leonard and it's funny Cato I was talking to Robert Mathis a couple weeks ago and I was like so what do you think of Cato he's like he's gonna help Darius get two more turnovers a year and I'm like dude right like Darius had like 15 turnovers last year what, what well, let's what, get 20 let's get 20 there you go that seems like a good goal um but what do you think of Darius and just the skill set he has and the other part of it is I know you you had a little bit of time with Peanut Tillman in Chicago how similar are they in in that like knack of getting the ball out now it's being taught, and, and if you understand the ball is the game, it's real simple. Hey, I'm going to find any way to disrupt the football, and he does an awesome and excellent job of, you know, one, having a knack for seeing the ball and, and taking the ball away. And, and, and defensively, to me, you know, always philosophy was always score and get the ball back. So it's like, how can I get the ball back? Let's go score. And he does them both. So, like, it's, it's, it's fun to watch. And, you know, just, you know, when you think about it, it's to say, how can I continue and improve? It's just like anything else. Hey, this guy does a great job of this. Hey, let's let's try to, you know, take it to the next level and, mm-hmm. and be more efficient and more effective across the board and not just say, hey, I'm just going to go attack the ball. Like, you know, maybe being, you know, more strategic in when you do it. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times if, like, say, for instance, when, when we were playing, like, and I'm playing on cover too, if, I, if I'm jumping all these routes and only concerned about trying to get interception – I'm leaving the safeties of somebody out to dry. So just understanding, hey, make my plays within the confines of the defense, and I think it will, you know, over time, and not just speaking to him, just in general, like over time it will make you a more efficient, a more effective player. You'll mm-hmm. still make the plays that mm-hmm. you're supposed to make, you know, uh, but at the same time now you're not leaving somebody else to dry or, you know, creating holes in the defense. That's what sometimes when that, that aggressive – uh, mentality people can kind of you know go overboard when you're just trying to make a play as opposed to saying hey make the plays they say you, you catch the ones they throw to you lead the league so 
it, it's not that many opportunities. You think, what is it? Somebody lead the lead, what, 10, 12 interceptions? That's 12 plays in six, 700 snaps. Yeah, right. You know I mean, when you put it in perspective, it's, right. it's, you know, it's not a lot. That's Cato June, assistant linebackers coach for the Colts. I mean, where is that for these linebackers? Great linebackers, Darius Leonard, Bobby Okereke. Darius is, is great already. But, I mean, obviously everybody can grow. Everybody can get better. Certainly it's going to be in subtle areas for those guys. You've evaluated them on tape a little bit. I mean, what's their ceiling? How much better can those guys be from where they already are? You know, when you look at it, I, I'll take a user example. My example is uh, I had the great fortune to play with some of the greatest players at their position of all time. And, you know, and, and I, I don't say that loosely or take it lightly. It, it is just fact. You know, I mean, Peyton is one yeah. of the greatest Number players 18. of all time. Yeah. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> Derek Brooks is one of the greatest players. Like, yep. they have jackets. Marvin Harris. Like, all these people I'm looking up, they're like, wow, they have all these accolades. What was the similarities about them? It was, hey, I'm, I'm a great player. Great. But how can I get better? Give you an example. It's a true, uh, true story. My first year in Tampa, went down. We're going over overpower to our most simplistic defense. He didn't saw it for, you know, 13 straight years, him and Monty Kiffin together. Mm-hmm. Same defense, same everything. He's in his notebook writing notes. And I'm just looking at him like. And you already know this. I, you know it. But uh, I'm watching him. I'm like, okay. So I asked him. I said, hey, man, what, what notes are you taking on overpower to? Like, hey, man, it's always something that you can get out of. Never feel like you got it. So I'm like, I took that. The way I look at it is I'm like, man, I'm looking at this guy who's going to be a Hall of Famer, yeah. you know, and, and probably at the latter part of his career, he's still taking notes. He's still trying to get better. And if you can instill that approach to a young player, you know, you'll look up year 9, 10, they're still making the same plays, and they're still having success when your body, you know, starts to deteriorate because it will. And, and and now your mind is, you know, kind of made up the difference of what your body was used to be able to get away with and athletically do. So that, I think that's, you know, that's kind of my approach. That's what I, you know, want to bring in. It's like, hey, mm-hmm. this is how you take this approach. And, you know, hopefully that will be something that will help a great player, you know, sustain his greatness. That's something we were talking to Mike Mitchell about, you know, who's joining uh, the coaching staff as the assistant defensive backs coach about how, just the, that kind of game within a game, situational football and knowing what the other team can do in these certain situations. And they, he said that was something that extended his career you know, by a number of years. When you look at the young talent in this room, um, you know, already guys who have that stuff you know, sort of down, like you know, Darius and Bobby. But when you think about what they can do is they continue to grow. You know, and that story about Derek Brooks, I think, is, is just such a great example. What you know is the sky the limit for these guys as they continue to grow? Absolutely, because I mean, one you have to, like I said, we talked about elite traits, you know, and they have those, and now it's like, can we turn these elite traits into elite habits? And and now this these elite habits will are, will sustain you over over time, you know, and and that's what it's about. Like how, you know, how long can I do something great? and continue to do it great and not get bored and not get, you know, tired and, and, and not understand thinking that, hey, I, I've, I've arrived or I've reached this pinnacle. Like, let's just keep pushing. Let's let's keep – hey, what, you look at a guy like Tom Brady, he's like, man, he, he won three Super Bowls. What did he do? He ran four, won five. Let's look like, like – can I win another one? And that's – I think that's the, the different mindset when you see these elite athletes, your Kobe Bryant, your Jordans, those type of guys – they have a mindset that 
you know, the next one is the best one. You mm-hmm. know, it's never enough. So that's those are the elite habits I'm trying to, you know, I'm talking about. And, you know, if you can try to, you know, cultivate that, that's where you kind of take it to the next level. Last one, Coach. Cato June is with us, assistant linebackers coach for the Indianapolis Colts, also former Colts linebacker. With that being said, do you think it's important to have playing credentials as a coach? I mean, obviously great coaches come in all forms and sizes and different backgrounds, but my point is you are all pro player, pro bowl guy, you won a Super Bowl. I mean, you can got you can you can look at Darius Leonard, you can look at Bobby Okereke, um, and you know, these other linebackers, EJ Speed, and say, guys, I know what it takes to be great in this league. I've performed at a high level, I've won a championship. How important is that for a coach to have those credentials? <laughs> um I mean, you could put on your tape and say, guys, <laughs> I made plays in this league. Well, well, I my approach was slightly different. And, and once again, because I started on a high school level, um, I never wanted it to be about me. You know, so, yes, I do have, you know, those credentials coming into it. Mm-hmm. But they know that. So it's like, and if they don't know it, cool. You know, it's funny because a lot of times in college, guys will be like, Coach, I ain't know you, you you could play. I'm like, YouTube, bro. Yeah, I'm like, I mean, it's cool. Like, I, I'm not here for that. I'm trying to help you get better, you know. So it's not about me. It's not about what I've done. But it does give you credibility. Sure. And the, 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 the unique thing is it's like, okay, I've been in that situation, so I understand, you know, the whole transformation from, all right, this is the board to the field. And you understand sometimes that is not so, hey, Coach, I don't – I don't think we should do it this way because, you know, and I get it. Like, hey, I've been there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where maybe some of those things come into play. But, uh, you know, when you look at it, I, I like I said, I never wanted to be about me. But it does give you, you know, the background and at least it'll start the conversation. Mm-hmm. Now you still have to come with some content and information because <laughs> at the end of the day, right. can you teach, can you tell – get these guys to do what you want to do, motivate them, um, and, and become better players is, is more important than what you used to do back in the Stone Age. <laughs> oh, come on now. Hey, 2000, 2005, 2006, it's not that long ago. That says those are some great teams. There's no question about that. Cato June, assistant linebackers coach for the Colts, former linebacker. Man, it is so great to see you again. It is so great to have you on this staff, and uh, best of luck going forward. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, Cato June. Thank you, J.J. Stankovitz and Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts. I like the guy. I even like him more because he played his football in Ann Arbor, Mayte, <laughs> and he rolled over your IU Hoosiers when he was there. Well, he, he may have, but I tell you what Michigan did not do yesterday over the Indiana Hoosiers, that is protect a 17-point lead in the Big Ten tournament. So Matt Taylor here to kick to kick all Michigan fans right in the grapes, <laughs> uh, just to bring them down a level. Good <laughs> right call, the, hey. Right in the grapes, right? Anyway, we got a little snow on the ground, basketball's around, but we're talking football. And after we take a timeout here, we're giving you the Forum Credit Union question of the week with Matt Taylor. Regarding Jack Doyle's longevity, and we're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers, he's staying putting Green Bay, Russell Wilson to the mile high. I, I mean, what is going we got a lot to talk about. There's a whole lot going on in the AFC. Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts. My name's Jeffrey Gorman, and we will be back here on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan with the last word. Welcome back to The Last Word, the off-season radio home of the Colts with Jeffrey Gorman and Matt Taylor from the Power Home Solar Radio Studio. 
Welcome back to The Last Word. Matt Taylor spinning the tunes. We talked about it earlier. That's Chicago right there, Maytay. That's Chicago. Chicago with the brass, some lowdown. Absolutely. There's there's good Chicago, Jeffrey, and then there's not so good Chicago. And uh, it's cleared it to find the line of demarcation between the two, if you get my I guess. like that. You're, right? you're talking brass. I'm going to start calling you horns. <laughs> horns Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Easy horns. I love it. Mate, rock rock the and roll tunes. with some brass. There it is. Colts have teamed up with Anthem, Blue Cross, and Blue Shield to recognize school teachers, administrators, nurses, staff members who go above and beyond for their students, schools, and communities. Nominate your classroom quarterback today. I like that, classroom quarterback. You can nominate your classroom quarterback today. Colts.com slash classroom quarterbacks. I can't easy, say it. Easy for you I to say. I know. I can't say it, but I love the way it sounds. I'm a classroom <laughs> quarterback. Pretty good. How about this? Forum Credit Union question of the week. Let's yes. honor the man from Cathedral, Jack Doyle, and uh, for and his retirement from the NFL. We're going to talk about his longevity as an undrafted free agent from Western Kentucky, the Hilltoppers down in Bowling Green. There were 16 tight ends drafted, Maytay, in 2013. 16 of them. When Doyle came out of college, all right, he wasn't one of them. Only three remain in the NFL today. Okay, this is a great one. This is great. Listen to me again. 16 tight ends drafted in 2013. That's Jack Doyle the same year he came out as an undrafted free agent. There's only three of them that remain in the NFL today. But who are those three that are still around, Mate? I only I think I only know one of them. It wasn't Travis Kelsey 2013? It was, and that's the one that got me. I did not think so. I was thinking Kelsey was 15. I thought he was younger than he is, something like that. Not 16, but I did not put Travis Kelsey on this list, but he sure is. And I think Travis Kelsey was a third-round guy, which means there's probably a handful of tight ends that went before he did, which is absolutely ludicrous. Where did Gronk go in the draft? Was Gronk a late first, or was Gronk like – yeah, he was, was at least really? he was at least a second. Uh, he, I know he wasn't a first round pick. So Travis Kelsey is one. Zach Ertz currently a free agent. He's he's two. And okay. Tyler Eifert. Tyler Eifert's still hanging. Still around going. The league. Yeah, you're yeah, right. He's currently a free agent looking to play some football. So that's a good poll right there. Hats off. Tip of the cap. Anything back slap. Big hug. All of the above to Jack Doyle. Thanks for doing what you do. It was fun watching you work, young man, because that guy just showed up and said, "Hey, I'm here to play football, and I'm here to be a." Uh, what I liked about him is he wasn't a big rah-rah guy, didn't talk. He led by example. Ask T.Y. Hilton, who's a guy who's got an, had an incredible career, what Jack Doyle meant to him. And I'll tell you what, sometimes less is more. Sometimes you say less and you get more from your teammates around oh, you. So that, that that was Jack Doyle, Matt Taylor. That yeah. was Jack Doyle. Actions speak way louder than words. And, Good stuff, uh, man. Jack just brought it, man. And uh, I think the highest compliment that you can give anybody – is they are just a pro. The guy just handled himself as a pro in first-class manner. And again, Jack Doyle's one of my favorite Colts of all time. There's no question about that. I'm going to dig in. We're going to have Jay, uh, Jack Doyle on this show right now, find out what's going on. But anyway, tip of the cap to you, bud. Good stuff for Jack Doyle. Let's close out this show. It is the grab bag. It's time for the NFL grab bag, an assorted look at what's going on in the NFL. The NFL grab bag brought to you by our friends at Meyer Meyer, the official super center of the Indianapolis Colts, proud sponsor of hundreds of local sports teams across the Midwest. May let's talk some quarterbacks but by all means don't talk about any quarterback here in indianapolis because it's illegal but right now we could talk about a couple of other rumors that are out there because again i don't know if it's true or not matt is russell wilson definitely going to 
Denver? And if he is, what do you think? Because that's a haul both ways. I mean, you are spending some capital to get Russell Wilson in Denver, Seattle. Yeah, so if it does, you know, pan out that way, uh, if you just look at it, I mean, the Broncos and the AFC West, I mean, they're going to be competing with the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, uh, the Chargers with Justin Herbert, and the Raiders with Derek Carr at the moment. With Derek Carr? Yeah, (laughs) so... If you look at the AFC, I mean, obviously the AFC West is going to be a gauntlet. And, oh, by the way, the Colts have to play the AFC West coming up next season. But with Wilson now in Denver, you look at the amount of of playoff contenders in the AFC. I count 12. I count 12, Jeffrey, (laughs) including the Colts. They were close last year. I count anybody that was close last year. To me, I'd like to get your thoughts on this as well. To me, the only teams that I don't think have – a chance to make the playoffs as of right now in the AFC. And obviously a million things can change because it's March. So it's kind of silly to have this conversation, but here we are anyways. The only thing, the only teams I think that are going to have a difficult time making the playoffs, you've got the Jaguars, the Texans, the Jets, and the Steelers. And even then, depending on what happens with the quarterback. So what? I'm just saying this is going to be the most parity-filled conference I think any of us have ever seen. Every game's going to have enormous significance next season inside Major. the AFC. Ten teams won at least nine games in the AFC last year, and All there right. could be more, you know, given the fact that now Russell Wilson is playing with the Denver Broncos. Right. You're not slapping around Pittsburgh because of the quarterback situation of Ben Roethlisberger, are you? I put it in parentheses. I said, depending on what happens with him at quarterback, but as of right now, the Steelers, I think, are a long shot to make the playoffs because Cincinnati's not going anywhere. You still got Baltimore, and I think Cleveland can rebound. Right, I knew. I, I do think Cleveland can rebound as well. We got We got We're going to talk about that. Other divisions, uh, obviously, down the road, getting you ready for camp. Colts.com. Download the Colts app. All of the above. We got more coming at you. But we're going to talk about another team right now, and not our team, but Aaron Rodgers. He will be back in Green Bay. We was kind of floating on ice a little bit, telling McAfee, "Hey, I just had a cleanse. I'm feeling pretty pure right now. I love everyone and every, all my teammates and coaches. It was awesome, man. Thanks so much." So for a couple of days, we were like, "Really, Rodgers hanging it up?" No, he gets fifty million a year from the from the pack. Hey, the, Matt, fifty million a year, Matt. Five fifty zero. million, fifty to play quarterback in the NFL. That's the going rate for elite quarterback play. It's it's obviously very very important, and he Good masks Lord. a lot of deficiencies. There's no question about that. So think about this. I was I was looking at you know the possibility of Aaron Rodgers retiring. If you look at it. Who's going to play quarterback after Aaron Rodgers? And, and who would that guy be? Where would he come from? So on and so forth. But if you look at it, now that he's coming back for another, you know, whatever it is, four years, Jeffrey, the Green Bay Packers have had Hall of Fame quarterback play for 31 consecutive years when you factor in Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. And now, okay. you're, about, and now you're about to have four more. It's unbelievable. Okay, so 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 is that a disservice, or are they right on schedule as far as championships go? If you have guys that are Hall of Fame quarterbacks over the course of thirty-one years, and we're talking about a total of two championships, are you okay with that? It's really, it's really, really hard Matt, to two win and thirty-one with Favre and Rodgers. Two well, and look, thirty-one. Look, I mean, the Colts had Manning and Luck and had one. That's true. It's hard. That's true. It's really, really hard. I mean, sustained success in the regular season doesn't equate to automatically getting it done in the postseason. There's there's too much parity, there's too many great players, and there's too many things that have to go your way. There's a lot of luck that's involved. So 
I'm just saying 31 consecutive years of sustained elite-level quarterback play in one franchise. Pretty amazing, man. Man, that sounds like one of the movies I did way back in the day that you'd see (laughs) late at night. Sustained. What was that again? Sustained. Sustained elite-level quarterback play. Sustained elite excellence. Starring Lorenzo Lamas. Sustained excellence. Jeffrey no, uh, yeah, I mean, in Elite Level Quarterback <laughs> Play Part 2. We'll do that. We do that once a year. We go over my film log from back in the day, and I get made fun of. I love you it. Still we'll get royalties, J- you know, on like right. Sci-Fi Channel at 2 in the morning. couple of $6 checks here or there, mate. <laughs> they come up from the Screen Actors Guild. Hey, thanks, guys. This will pay for parking. But no, we'll do that down the road, man. Here's love a it. big man on me. Love it, man. Love that I'm back a little bit talking to you, mate, about some football. Thanks for uh, Casey Vallier for filling in for me and the hard work that you do, mate, because a lot's happening. A lot's happening next week. A lot's happening this off season before you know it players are back in the building the offseason workouts begin we can get an eye on these guys what they're looking like who's going to be at the quarterback position we there's a lot of questions to be answered again colts.com and download the colts app matt taylor voice of the colts i am jeffrey gorman this is 93.5 and 107.5 the fan appreciate you guys sticking around thanks for the lead-in from jmv but coming up right now espn radio with spain and fitz we'll talk to you next week I'm